0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sorgas, PhD. You can find over at stephanysorgas.com. How are you today, Steph?
1: I'm great. How are you? Doing
0: great. Thanks. How's the weather in Good. Florida?
1: It is a beautiful 62 degrees, and it's sunny. So, we were out all day yesterday. So Fun. It's, it's nice, yeah. Yeah. So the days we live for in Florida.
0: So. Y- yeah, they probably, I was going to say, they probably don't happen that often, but it probably does. Probably and then how's
1: that? Oops Oh, sorry, you cut out. What did you say?
0: I was saying it's probably not that uncommon. It's probably usually pretty sunny and nice out there.
1: So, in, Yeah, uh, it's just hot in the summer, but in the winter it's fabulous. So we do get some cold days. But how are things with you in Vancouver? Lovely uh, Vancouver.
0: Oh, well, it's sunny. Yeah, we've got, uh, yeah, now that we've got the, the Prince Harry and Meghan here you know now the the weather situation has improved so
1: are, the, uh, are they on oh so they brought the weather yeah they brought nice weather that's with. my joke uh-huh. i'm like
0: oh they brought the nice weather with them so
1: <laughs> so so are they on vancouver island or i think that's what i read
0: yeah i think they're on vancouver island so uh
1: uh-huh. that's a beautiful if anybody wants to go travel visit vancouver island it's beautiful yeah hiking It's nice
0: yeah lots of beaches stuff like that yeah so. And now you might run into Megan and Harry. So there you go. Cool. That's
1: right. Uh,
0: as a reminder, this podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment. Uh, but last week do our best to help, including Derek. Derek says, Nerds, I'm 17 and going to be graduating high school this year. I'm excited, but people are planning prom stuff. I've been single forever and I don't know how to ask someone to prom. Any advice, Derek? Also, I, I gotta say, Derek, if you're 17 you say you've been single forever, that's not a lot of time. I would, you know, <laughs> relax a you're, little bit. You're,
1: you're good.
0: Yeah. You're good. Yeah. So, no, I that doesn't mean p- you
1: don't want to be in a relationship, but, no. you know, you get
0: time. Yeah, you got plenty of time. Um, asking someone to prom, I mean, just, uh, you know, get, you know, become friends with uh, someone and, you know, find out more about them before you ask them out, but. You know, I think that's sort of a common thing here is we see a lot of people email in and they don't get to know the person first. They just jump into asking that person out. And I think if you don't know too much about the person, it could be a kind of awkward experience. So just get to know the person first before you ask them out, you know, maybe just hang out as friends and see where it goes. What do you think, Steph?
1: Yeah. And if you're in the U.S., your prom is in May, I'm guessing. So you have until maybe April. So you have plenty of time to meet someone. And then you can also just go with a group of friends. Nothing mm-hmm. says you have to actually have a date. And you don't need to do it. Like, I know on YouTube and, and on um, uh, TikTok, I have all these videos of people asking people about the prom, all these big deals. All you have to say is, would you like to go to prom with me? You don't have to do a big thing. In fact, I would, if I was nice high school right now, I would prefer that you would not do a big thing mm-hmm. if uh, you asked me out to prom. Because uh, I'm just not that personality. But uh, if you think you need to do something big, you don't. The mm-hmm. basic thing is, do you want to go to prom with me? So, that's it and yeah uh, ask a friend and even if you don't go to prom you're fine it's not like you're missing out on some big huge experience yeah i mean i kind of remember my proms sort of so it's not you know it's not like it's a thing like you have to do too so i no. mean maybe if you tell yourself hey if i go that's cool if i don't go that's cool maybe they'll kind of free you up to meet somebody
0: too. yeah And it's not like there has to be a romantic implication to it, too. No, not at
1: all.
0: I mean, if you're dating somebody, sure, that makes sense to bring them. But it's not a requirement that you have to be romantically tied to someone to bring them to prom. Right. Right. You can
1: have a platonic prom experience.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Do you want to read George's email?
1: Sure. George says, Nerds, I'm separating from my wife from 10 years with divorce proceedings moving along. We dated for seven before that. I don't know how to be single and how to manage expectations of the people i date with this going on any advice uh george it's probably uh, that you know it seems kind of daunting you've been with someone for 17 years and the dating landscape has changed a little bit with the advent of online dating um that was in its infancy 17 years ago if not around at all uh so it's i think you already probably are going to make better decisions because you have been married and have had a pretty good idea what you're looking for in someone and not uh so also there's no timeline to when you're ready to date or not you'll have people tell you oh you need to wait a year or you need to date go out and date right now Um, i think one of the most valuable pieces of advice i got after i got divorced was there you have your own timeline and whatever anyone else tells you forget about it and just do it the way that you feel is best so that's what i would go with Uh, You may get into a relationship quicker, because when you're dating at your age, I'm just guessing that you're in your 30s to 40s, that you are probably going to meet more people that, and I don't know if you have kids, but I think that you're more prone to meet people that want to settle down, so I just think to yourself, you know, what are you dating for? Are you dating for companionship? Are you dating to get into Mm -hmm. another relationship? And again, there's no set rules as to when is the right time to date or the right time to get into something long term. So Mm -hmm. I think you're going to get fine. I think you're going to be fine. I would recommend just going out there and getting involved in activities in your community that you might meet someone with common interests. Um, If you want to kind of ease into the online dating or you don't even have to do online dating too. That's the other thing. But I think you're going to be fine. I think you have a pretty good idea of what you want and don't want. And what I tell clients is if they're going out in the dating world, I have them write down a list of things they're looking for someone looking for in someone. And I say that you write down all the positive things. Like if it's, you know, um, doesn't like cats or something. You don't want to put that on there. But you can say something like, you know, likes dogs or um, understands I'm allergic to cats or, or something like that. So you want to keep it all positive and you can get as details as you want. Now, sometimes people say to me, well, I'm going to be too picky if I do that. But I think the more you write down what you're looking for in someone, even down to details, I think it's a really good check that if you meet somebody that you are falling head over heels in love with, and we kind of suspend sanity for a while we fall in love, that you look at that list and see, is this person really matching all these things? Are there some glaring things that are missing? And I think that kind of helps us keep on track and not get carried away by our emotions. So I think you're gonna be fine. Again, there's no set timetable and just write down what you're looking for in someone um, before you go out in the dating world.
0: Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, the main thing is just to let somebody know that you're where you're at with your divorce. And, you know, there's going to be some people who aren't going to be into that, but at least you can do your part to just be forthright and honest and just say, you don't have to get into a ton of details. You can just say, hey, I'm, you know, separated, getting divorced, but, you know, looking to get out there. You don't have to necessarily get into too many details, but I think you should at least let somebody know that you're where you're at so that they don't feel broadsided by this information later on.
1: Right. I agree with that. I think it's just too diligent just to say, Hey, just let you know I'm in, I'm in the separated status we, we filed. You can even say like we filed and it's going to be final on this date just to give my a heads up. Yeah. And again, and just to clarify too that you're not seeking to, to get back together with your ex because yeah. I think that's what sometimes people think when they date someone that's separated they think, oh, there's a chance when they get back together but if you say, hey, you know what, things are done and we are fi- and we filed and it's going to process on this date I think that's something you could add
0: yeah and just being uh, honest and forthcoming is the best mm-hmm. way to go about it so.
1: because you'd like somebody to do that for you, I guess So.
0: Mm-hmm. All alright, next email is from Melissa Melissa says, nerds, for a first date this guy recommended we try a new restaurant as we were both foodies when I left my place, it was sunny, and when I arrived, it was overcast, and then it started pouring. He showed up with an umbrella. I moved to get under uh, the, the umbrella, and we waited in line, and he pulled it away towards him. He wouldn't let me stand under the umbrella. I got soaked. It really bugged me, even despite him being an otherwise great guy. Should I cop or drop? Melissa. i say drop him. That's pretty inconsiderate. I mean, he could have... Yeah. An umbrella is meant to be shared, so... You know, I don't know right. too many single person umbrellas. So, yeah,
1: and this is a first date and, and the rule I usually go by is the way things start with someone is usually how they are going to go. Yeah. And I asked my beloved what he would do in the situation. He said, I would give her the umbrella and I would, I would just get completely soaked with rain because I want to make a good depression and, you know, Andy's a caring guy. So he would definitely give you the umbrella. So there are guys out there that know the right thing to do and it's giving the an umbrella. And the cop or drop, I haven't heard this before. I'm, I'm thinking that. I mean, it's it rhymes, so I'm guessing that's why I use cop. But I'm also thinking, this, is the meaning of cop and drop like you either put up with something or you or you drop the person because you should never really put up with something. And I know that's probably just a phrase of the speech. I hadn't heard it before, um, but you should never tolerate for being treated with disrespect. And to have someone actually pull the umbrella away, I mean. First, you know, if he gave the umbrella, that'd be great. But if he tried to share with you, that'd be, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. Pulling it away from you, that's just not, that's inexcusable in my book. And I would not go out with him again. You know, sometimes people show you who they are pretty quickly and we need to listen to that.
0: Or at least, you know, and if there was, I'm not saying there is a valid reason, but he could have at least said it, something, but by pulling it away and not saying anything like, you know, I'm not saying there's a valid excuse, because I don't think there is one, but he could have wow. at least said something. He didn't say anything. He was just moving it away. Like, If you're going to have a reason for not sharing an umbrella, like just say, like, hey, I d- don't want to be, you know, I want my personal space respected. And again, I'm not saying that that's what it is, but, you know, if he has a reason, he could have said it. He didn't say anything. He just pulled it away. That's... Do
1: that's do the only reason I can think of is he's carrying some top-secret information that is gonna dissolve if it gets wet or if he's got some medical condition that he can't get wet i don't know what that would be but you know to me those are the only reasons why you would not share your bra with someone other than being selfish or just being socially unaware but again that tells you a lot it tells you you probably don't want to go out with that person again so uh also you know women i think have more to risk by getting wet i mean your makeup could run you tend to have to spend more time styling your hair, so mm-hmm. um, you know, if you look at it from that perspective too, this guy is is either self absorbed or obli- uh, just oblivious to social norms. So yeah, I'd skip it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I go for drop as well.
0: All right, uh, do you want to read Laura's email?
1: sure laura says nerds my boyfriend loves his dog and does volunteer work says he loves me and then gives me the silent treatment or demeans me he also will not tell his ex-girlfriend about me are these signs of narcissism or can he just be very insecure he gets upset if i don't tell him i love him when we hang up the phone i know i should probably stop seeing him but i'm wondering if being honest will matter or should i just go no contact any suggestions help me choose which way to go laura laura whether it's narcissism or insecurity or whatever other reason Uh, It's still emotional abuse to have someone give you silent treatment, and and if listeners aren't familiar with silent treatment, this is when someone either doesn't like that you set boundaries, or you said no to them, or just for whatever reason, they completely shut you out and act like you don't exist, and you can talk right to them, and they just are living in the same space as you, and they will not even make eye contact or speak with you. That is a form of emotional abuse. Uh, we, I don't know him, so I can't tell you if he's, and I haven't done a clinical interview with him, so I don't know if he's got narcissism. But again, the behavior itself, silent treatment, that's a form of gaslighting and again, emotional abuse. Uh, so it doesn't matter if he loves his dog and his volunteer work, because you have people that have some pathological behaviors that still um, can interact in the community, and they can still appear to be nice people. And I don't know if this guy's a narcissist, but, but narcissists tend to look really good in the outside to people, but mm-hmm. uh, but when you're alone with them, that's when their mask of perfection drops. So um, you, know, you should probably stop seeing a warning if being honest will matter. Has being honest with him mattered in the past? Has he given you um, like a, a reciprocal conversation about it? Uh, does he own up to his behavior and try to change? Has he offered to go to therapy? Have you recommended that he goes to therapy? Uh, don't expect that if you're being honest with him that he will admit anything or change. Uh, going no contact, that's an option. That's where you just block phone numbers, you block emails, and you just peace out. So uh, that can tend to really help you break away from from someone that has maybe has narcissistic tendencies. Uh, and also, uh, don't be surprised if they start trying to find ways to get you back into the fold uh, because they don't like losing their narcissistic supply. And again, I don't know if he's a narcissist, but... Um, but helping you choose which way to go I think you already know Laura which way you need to go I think you do and I think it's not easy leaving someone that especially if there's been abuse because any type of abuse because there's uh, a dependency that starts because someone that is emotionally abusive towards you wants to isolate you and wants you to feel like you can't go on without them so I think it's a little trickier to rebuild afterwards but I think you can and I think you already know what you need to do so what do you think? Yeah,
0: I'd say drop them.
1: Okay. And well, that's that's the non-clinical mm-hmm. answer. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> that was a summary of my answer. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Drop them. So you have the clinical opinion and, and the smart opinion. So there you go.
0: There you go. Okay. Uh, so. Bridget says, nerds, my boyfriend and I have... And have been together for about two years now he's a nice guy for the most part but has always been a tad irresponsible with money he'll always pay his bills funny enough but then want to buy a video game leaving him with 20 dollars for groceries for two weeks and ends up eating ramen noodle packs for two weeks it wasn't it hasn't been harmful to me thus far more eye-rolling Well, he's wanted to move in and I expressed my concerns about the finances and he knew how I felt about this going in. Which makes what he did inexcusable in my opinion. During our two week trial living together, I went away with some girlfriends and I couldn't find my credit card. I texted him asking if he'd seen it. He he says no, I looked for it, didn't see it. No big deal, I have other cards and cash. I survived the weekend. I got home and found the card. I checked transactions online and over the weekend it was stuff like pizza, Disney Plus membership, some video games, alcohol, weed, and other things totally around $300. So I called my credit card company to report this and they said it was not suspicious and it was likely my wife or friend, which I never suspected. When, grid- when grilled about it, he came clean. So not only did he say he couldn't find my card, but he lied and then used it for his personal gain. When I yelled and screamed at him, I'm mad if you couldn't tell, Uh, he said that we were living together and as such our finances are shared. Thoughts?
1: Run, run, uh, run, run. run. I I read this this morning and I'm still irritated about it. Because this guy didn't care that you were on vacation and you're probably a little frantic because you can't find your credit card and he lied to you. He would rather that you would panic about losing your credit card on vacation than own up to the fact that he knew exactly where it was which also means that he wasn't admitting to it because he knew what he was doing was wrong you would not be okay with it so yeah, run okay you <laughs> this is not a nice guy this is not a nice guy in fact you could probably file charges against him if you wanted to um yeah i mean there's a
0: lot to break down here i mean yeah he, he He should have told you that your credit card was there for one, so he lied about that. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, Using it to get stuff for himself, and especially stuff that's not like a critical thing, like you don't need video games, alcohol, weed, and all that stuff. That's something that's a disposable income, and he doesn't have any. So, him using your credit card for his own disposable income is, or in lieu of, is, yeah, not good. And then, also too that uh, when he said that he that your finances are shared I mean did you come up with this beforehand it doesn't sound like you did because I mean if he if you would come up with a plan that you two were going to uh, do this then yeah I could see that making sense but it doesn't sound like you two agreed to share your finances beforehand so uh, for him to and even if
1: you did he still lied about the credit card well even yeah but I agree to this
0: but I'm saying like you know you know he he's using this as an excuse for his behavior Mm -hmm. which is not acceptable Mm -hmm. either so um yeah i mean i would just say there's a lot of red flags here and i don't know if this is behavior that he'll be able to fix so yeah i would uh drop him as they say yeah
1: and and you didn't he didn't come clean on his own accord. He only came clean when you confronted him about it. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like he's having remorse over it. Um, consider this a dodge bullet that you um, were doing a trial run of living together, um, which is interesting because you, you said it's a trial run, but he goes, oh, no, we're living together, so I get to take your money, which is which is not okay. So consider this just lucky that you found out about this in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe asking to pay 300 back. My guess is you probably will never see it. So you just write that off to um, School of Hard Knocks and move on. Uh, But this is totally not acceptable. He stole money from you. He stole money from you and did not care that you were looking for your card on vacation, where if you're on vacation, the first thought that crossed my mind is I could have left this card anywhere, right? And if you don't really know the area, I mean, that's ridiculous. He would rather that you get upset about losing your card than him not spend $300 on video games and, like Kurt said, disposable income items so yeah run
0: yeah all right did you want to read heather's email
1: sure heather says uh nerds around 18 months ago i dated guy one will call we went on three dates and slept together once but i realized he wasn't the guy i wanted to be with and we amicably parted ways then around a year later i met guy two and he's great he's sweet and charming and funny everything i need in a guy well it came time to meet his friends and lo and behold guy one is his friend Not best friends, mainly just friendly, but they're still friendly though. I was shocked but got over and figured we can all be professional and respectful. I mentioned this right away to Guy 2 and he was totally understanding. He said Guy 1 is not the type to make an issue out of this. Well, he has been. He's been texting me photos he took of our time together. Blackmailing me to dump Guy 2 for him or he'll text photos to Guy 2. I'm so mad at him and he's being such a narcissist about all of this. I told guy two about all this and he's ready to fight guy one. I know he won't, but I and I know he knows I'd never leave him, but I'm worried this guy will send these photos to others. What can I do? Heather first, that's that falls under revenge porn and there are state laws against that. So I would check with your state or province to see what your laws are because he is threatening to release uh, nude images of you. So uh, that does probably fall into the category of revenge porn and that can be a misdemeanor or felony in some states. So I would check on your laws about that. Um, that's totally not acceptable and again in many states that's illegal because uh, he's extorting you uh also uh guy two seems like a pretty stand-up guy uh i think it was a really good idea that you just went up was you were up front with him about guy one and he was accepting of it and he's also defending you and I think it's great that you guys have open communication so i think the biggest issue is it sounds like you know guy two has passed the test of good guy like this is a nice guy right you told him you're honest with him he said okay you know no biggie um you know i'll defend you against this guy and you know so you know guy two is great guy one is extorting you so check your laws even consult with an attorney first to see you know if um you have revenge porn laws in your state and what you can do about that if you can file a report uh, also the other issue is that, you know, this happens. So if you're dating in the same town, you may run into, let know each other, uh, in a perfect world, guy one would have been a stand-up guy, but he's not. So, um, I would make sure that you do not communicate with guy one and just uh, take screenshots. And again, see an attorney, look up your uh, revenge porn laws, because you might have enough to press charges against this guy. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would just uh, block him for now and take screenshots and see if it goes from there. I mean, a lot of times if you just don't feed into these kind of people, then, you know, it may die down. But I would wait and see how, we, you know, if maybe just blocking him would work uh, before you proceed further. But yeah, you might want to consult with an attorney.
1: So it sounds like it was six months ago. Cause she met guy one 18 months ago and a year later she met guy two. So I'm not good at math, but that's what six months ago. So if this has been going on for six months. I think it's long enough to start consulting. Um, I mean, we attorney. don't
0: know if it's been going on that long. Maybe it just mm-hmm. cha- like happened all of a sudden you never know. But yeah, I mean, either way uh, I would, I would just block him first to see if that works i mean if he's then going out of his way to like make alternate accounts to message you and doing other stuff i mean that's also harassment as well so uh but i would just try blocking him first to see if that works go from there
1: right and and i guess my concern with that too is if he if he's volatile that could be what pushes him to put stuff online so that's why i would say consult with someone i mean block him but then also consult with with someone about what your rights are and if you can file a report against him because that's extortion yeah I'm not an attorney, but I know that there are um, revenge porn laws on the books for things like this. Mm-hmm. I think it really depends on where you live. It does, yeah.
0: So, check with your local authorities or lawyer or whatever. So Or um, there's also legal advice on Reddit. It's a good place for that, too.
1: And also, again, this guy, too, looks like a pretty good guy. He listened to you. He You were able to be open with your communication. So I focus on that, too. He seems like a pretty stand-up guy.
0: Yeah. I don't know. The whole wanting to fight this guy doesn't seem very productive. I mean, you know, Heather, you say he probably... he, mm-hmm. You know he won't, but do you know for sure? I mean, in a case like this where people get emotional, he may act physical, and that's not going to do any favors for either you or him, so... That was my yeah, main concern. Like part. he does seem like a nice guy, but you know if he's gonna go start throwing punches at this other guy, that's that's not good. So,
1: but that's also his choice. He does that too. So I would say you know he's responsible for his own behavior on that. But yeah, um, yeah, I can see your point on that. Cool. All right. Um,
0: well, I think that's it. Steph, where stuff where can people find more of your work? There,
1: you can find me at stephanystarkus My book's Gaslighting. I nice. uh, recognize manipulative, emotionally inducive people and break free. So it's StephanieSarkis dot and I'm also on Psychology Day and Forbes and uh, Huffington Post.
0: Nice. I'm over at ThreeGreenNerds the Regular show, Three and Green Nerds, and this show, and various others. So I'm sure there's plenty for you to be entertained by. And what's your Twitter? Uh, Film critic Kurt.
1: And mine is uh, Stephanie Sarkis. And I'm on Instagram at Sarkis PhD, And you can see my new oven. <laughs> so I just posted photos of that. If you want to get, like, really mundane. There you go. I talk about ovens and grief. so There you go. Yep. Cool. Well, until next time, everyone. Bye for now. Bye, everybody.